On today's story of Buffy the Vampire Slayer entitled Whatever Happens, we learn Spike is craving a little more than just blood. My name is James and only James, and welcome to the first and hopefully last of the quarantine-sanctioned episode of Buckering Down with Buffy Fanfic. Woo! Hey guys, like we said, my name is James, and welcome to Buckering Down with Buffy Fanfic. It's just me in the place because Chicago says, and the, including the entire country, stay the freak at home even though podcasting is an essential worker. TC and Anissa can't be here. They have to travel over to our apartment. And I mean, our meaning Nicole and I's. TC, Anissa, and I don't own an apartment together. <laughs> the kooky antics that would happen there, just think about it. TC getting buff and threatening to punch me. Me cowering in the corner while Anissa um, strangles a duck and makes me cower even more. But listeners, please... Get ready to buckle in for a Buffy the Vampire fan fiction. Uh, I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, my God. What if this were a Buffy the Vampire? Buffy the Vampire, I mean. I almost started saying Slayer. It usually comes out of my mouth so warm. But today, it didn't. I was recently thinking, well, on a quick walk to the marketplace... That wouldn't it be kind of cool if a slayer intentionally became a vampire to say, like, truly screw the watchers and I'm now a vampire. There has to be a fan fiction somewhere on fanfiction.net, but I couldn't find any. I was originally going to write and please listeners, let me know if this quarantine keeps going and or I guess like we're not quarantined. We're just supposed to stay home. If you would like me to write a fan fiction, it won't be a slash fan fiction. It won't be like a bonkers nuts one. It will have, it will be serious. However, the crossover mashup is a little bonkers. I want to do a Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Powerpuff Girls, Hellraiser mashup. So like the Lament configuration is there, but him is coming out of the box. And Mange, aka Buttercup, is on the friggin' case, you know? That's what I wanted to write, but I did not have time, a.k.a. I was emotionally and creatively exhausted on the day I could have written it. So I found a Buffy fan fiction, and guys, it, it slashes hell. Alternate universe, that's what it's saying. Whatever happened next would happen, and until then, Spike would take what he could get. That's the summary. There is like an author's notes in the beginning, but the author's note completely give away what happens. And I don't want to do that. Uh, it's rated R. I'd say it's rated XXX. And this is written by With Demon Wings. It was, I'm looking at it on fanfiction.net. So you can read along with me. Whatever happens with Demon Wings under TV shows Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's Buffy dot dot the Vampire Slayer. Is that how it's, is that how that can't, is that really how this TV show is set up? Is it Buffy colon 
the Vampire Slayer? Let's check. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, it's not. That's weird on fanfic.net that it's set up that way. That's It's weird. It threw me off guard. I apologize. So, guys, I will get into reading this. Uh, I'll throw in my little interjections here and there. I haven't read all of it because I wanted it a little fresh in mine own eyes, just as it will be in your own ear. So, guys, without further ado, whatever happens... To Debictability, the Milkman, Paperboy, and the freaking everything in the world right now. But again, by With Demon Wings, published May 4th, be with you, 2010. I was just about to graduate. I actually think I was just about to get ready for an MC Chris concert at the Blind Pig in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I think that was on May 10th. Yeah, of 2010. I was excited to go. That's the first time I think I saw him. And he was with Schaefer the Dark Lord, but I digress. All right, guys. It's a 10 minute in the recording, but for you guys, it's probably going to be like three minutes in the episode because your boy fudged up the intro constantly. All right. Whatever happens. Spike had moved from cursing in Swedish to cursing in Tibetan. He had been on his way home with his haul from the blood bank. He knew a bloke who would sell him the blood that was about to expire when he had been attacked by a gang of raid nerk demons. I don't know who those demons are, if we have heard about them on the show before. Uh, OTC, I sorry. Uh, also, if it is in season three, I guess it's going on the season three quiz. Or are we on season four now? I don't know. Let me keep going. I apologize. They had jumped him, and while four of them had beaten him, the other two had gotten away with his blood. Now he was hurt, hungry, and angry. Could have just shortened that to hangry, but maybe that wasn't in the zeitgeist in 2010. And he had to go to one of the white hats for his food. Wait, is this... Is this happening in that alternate universe where they were called the White Hats, or do they call them the White Hats here? I don't know. I digress. He had immediately crossed off Buffy because he was as inclined to kill her than she was at the moment. Uh, I guess it can't be the White Hot, the White Hots, because uh, Buffy didn't exist in that universe. Because he was as inclined to kill her then she was him at the moment. Did I read that wrong? Or maybe than she was at the moment. That makes more sense. It's not written that way. Because she had claimed that he tried to eat her and Dawn. Dawn had called her lie and no one believed her. I don't think I've met Dawn. Maybe. Uh, if I have, sorry again, TC. Everyone knew that she had been hitting on Spike ever since she had heard that Angel had taken Wesley as his consort and Spike had turned her down repeatedly. His attraction had been fleeting and she hadn't taken his rejection well at all. I might be getting spoiled on some of this stuff, so I guess I should have said spoiler alerts for people who are watching along with our podcast. He had to admit it felt good to be the one turning someone away for a change. Cursing loud in German, Oh Scheiße! Spike walked into the locked door of Giles' newly purchased townhouse. Rubbing his nose, he tried to 
doorknob. He tried to doorknob again and was dismayed to find the locked door at 11.34 p.m. Looking around, he noticed that there were no lights on, something that was even more curious than the locked door. He would have needed to been invited in, so it, it doesn't ma- that doesn't make sense. Not about to admit that he might be at all concerned for the watcher, he made his way around the building. I need to stop reading this like it's a sexy thing right now. He grinned when he found an open window, which luckily had a tree practically growing out of it. That needed a sexy thing, though. With a cat-like grace, Spike scaled the tree quickly and found a branch thick enough to perch on. Oh, that's a thick-ass branch, he thought to himself. He had a clear view of the room inside, a room which just happened to be Rippert's room. If Spike had been drinking or even breathing, he would have choked at the image he was presented with. Rippert Giles was in bed, but he wasn't sleeping. There was a lone, low-level lamp glowing besides the bed. I guess all of this does need to be sexy. I apologize for uh, doubting myself and my instincts. He had propped himself on the pillow and had one hand fisted on his very hard erection and the other, well, Spike wasn't totally sure, but he seemed to have at least two fingers buried in himself. The only thing he was wearing was a cream-colored shirt that, by the way it moved, told Spike it was silk. That it was silk. I apologize. I need to be uh, faithful to the author's script. The white bottom seemed to have disappeared. Giles whimpered as he slid his third finger into his arse. Spike had to bite his fist to keep himself from making any noise. Stop! A husky voice commanded from the shadows. Uh, I read some of this last night and Nicole... I don't know how a husky voice is supposed to sound. So I just went like a husky child, like, stop, uh, stop, you know? <laughs> but then she said it was more of my Bob Dylan. But I will be, stop. Or uh, how does a husky kid sound like, stop, yeah, stop. A husky voice commanded from the shadows, startling Spike so badly he almost fell out of the tree. You can join us if you want, you know, or you can join us, you know. What's a husky sexy voice, though? You can join us, you know. That voice said from the shadows, still husky but familiar now. But in his surprise, Spike couldn't put a name to that voice. Spike cautiously crept into the room and dropped lightly onto the floor. It's he needs to be invited. Isn't that just delicious? That voice said as he was wrapped in warm arms as a firm body was pressed against his back. Ripper was delicious, and Spike thought it was all in the way that the shirt, as white as it clashed with the surprisingly deep tan the older man sported. Spike inhaled deeply. Xander. I guess I should be reading him as as Australian. Zonda. Or it doesn't. Uh, oh, for in Zonda. Zonda. Yeah, there we go. He murmured. 
inexplicably revealed that it was Xander that was there with Rippert. He pressed, oh, but they did get invited in. He said, you can join us. I was thinking that Xander was outside looking up at the tree. Never mind. Let's keep going, guys. He pressed into the hardness that he could feel pushing into his arse. What? He pressed back into the hardness that he could... Oh, there's a boner on his butt, I bet. Okay. This is getting uh, sexy now, Nicole. Nicole's in the other room. Not sure if she can hear, though. Spike moaned as Xander's hand squeezed his very hard cock. The blonde was torn between thrusting back against the hardness at his arse or the hand at his front. Also, guys who know me, uh, I they say arse. I'm not putting that in. It sounds like something I would include, but it is not. How was Xander's voice? Do you want... Do you want him? Xander asked. Spike almost replied until he realized that Harris was asking Rippert. The only one I want more than him is you, Rippert replied as he removed his fingers and wiped them on the sheet. <laughs> Nicole just made a puke noise. Xander, who is now thrusting lightly against him, began to undo Spike's jeans. No underwear, he smirked as he pulled out Spike's hard shaft. Ripper looked almost disappointed. Xander, with one hand on Spike's cock, guided him to the bed. This is hot, guys. How do you want, or, uh, how do you want him? Xander asked. Again, he wasn't asking Spike. He was asking Rippert. He seemed to think about it, and after a moment, he slid down so he was flat on his back, letting his legs fall open. Spike groaned at the sight, and if possible, grew harder. Xander chuckled, <laughs> and the noise went straight to Spike's cock. What? <laughs> what? Oh, guys, let us know if, if a noise has gone straight to your cock. I guess if you were to hear, like, sex noises, but a chuckle going to your cock? Or, like, a moan. But I guess, you know, like, if someone is goofy, like, if Nicole were to have a... I mean, Nicole does... Actually, this is all invalid. There are many noises Nicole makes that go straight to my cock. Sorry for being as crass as I did. I should have said straight to my loins. That's more me, but I'm in the mode of this. Let's get back into the sexiness, though. I just want to read that line over again. Spike groaned at the sight and, if possible, grew harder. Xander chuckled and the noise went straight to Spike's cock. He wants you. Xander said as he pushed Spike towards the bed, and as Spike moved forward, Xander pulled off the duster, leaving the blonde in his jeans and the faded, tight black t-shirt. Take him, the younger brunette commanded softly, the warm air across his ear causing Spike to shiver. Oi! <laughs> Play Spike, 
Rupert moaned, spreading the pre-cum that had leaked from his cock across his belly. Now it's steamy, guys. And that pre-cum, ooh, you can see the steam rise from it. Condensation style. Guys, let us... Oh, wonder if anyone has boiled a bunch of semen. Let me know. Uh, let me... I need to scroll down. Okay. Oh, still not even close to the end. We're, we're doing good on time? Yes, we are. Kneeling on the bed, Spike bent his head and licked Rupert's belly. He moaned and arched up into Spike. Fuck, fuck me, Willie. <laughs> oh my, okay, okay. Uh, how, oi. But, but Rupert's a little more like, he's not oi. He's like, cheerio. Yeah, cheerio. Fuck me, William, please. I need you. Now, I, maybe I sound like uh, Adele. Uh, that could be it. He whimpered as he clunched at the gelled hair. Spike moaned and slowly kissed and licked his way up to that taut, tanned chest. He glanced back at Xander and was surprised to find him watching them hungrily. Oh, man, I didn't add that. That is in there. He sat back in the chair he had been in when Spike had found them, and he was clutching the arms tightly, so tight in fact that his knuckles were turning white. He nodded, a smirk twisting his lips up as he watched the pair with hooded eyes. What? Like, oh, because maybe there's a shadow, okay, or is he wearing a hoodie? We don't know, hoodies were popular in 2010. Spike turned back to Ripper and placed light kisses along his jaw. And ladies, he's got a nice jaw. As his lips met Ripper's in a tentative kiss, he aligned himself as Ripper's stretched entrance. Wait, at Ripper's stretched entrance? Dang, guys, he's three fingers stretched. Ripper deepened the kiss letting Spike's tongue invade his mouth as Spike pushed himself into Rippert. The resulting moan came from Xander. Wow, Xander, really getting into it. Giles was a whimpering mess underneath Spike, clutching at Spike's shirt. Spike didn't move as he relished the heat that was focused on his cock. He could hear Xander moving behind him, but he didn't look to see what he was doing. He didn't have to as Xander pulled off first, one boot, and then another, tossing them both to the floor. Move you, move you, oh wait, wait, no, that's Giles. Move you, vampire bastard. Giles, er, or I guess it should be more urging. Move you, vampire bastard. I had to move, I had to wiggle my pelvis while saying that. <laughs> Giles urged as he squeezed the cock that was inside of him, probably with his sphincter. Patience, Xander soothed as he ran his hands along Rippert's thigh, causing the older man to moan. Oi, or I guess, cheery oi. <laughs> oh, British people, I'm sorry. I know it's terrible and I'm doing a bad job at any accent and you guys don't all say cheerio and oi. Before either Spike or Ripper could complain, Xander pulled Spike's jeans down just enough to expose his pale arse. Was this written? Is, 
is winged demon person. Who is it with demon wings? Are they Irish? I mean, British? Who knows? Hiccuped. All right, the noise went straight to Spike's cock. <laughs> I like that line. With demon wings, you know how to paint a picture. Okay. He jerked into Ripper when Xander nuzzled his ass cheek. Nope, nope. He's now saying ass. It should have been arse cheek. Is that a thing, British people? Let me know. Do you say like, let me kiss them arse cheeks? Giles's hands left Spike's back and traveled down. He gently massaged his ass cheeks before spreading them for Xander. The blonde jerked again as there was a broad swipe at his crack and over his hole. Zonda, please, Rupert pleaded as he was so hard it hurt and he just wanted to feel Spike in him and what he wanted just wasn't enough. Did I read that right? I don't know. Xander slid two lubricated fingers into Spike, causing the vampire to thrust into Rippert. Please, the vampire moaned, pushing back against the intrusion. Uh, was that a... No, I guess it's a moan, so it'd be more like, please. Xander grinned and pulled himself from the creamy silk bottoms that matched the top that Giles wore. Oh, uh, Xander was wearing Giles's underwear. That's that's sweet. That's cute. Uh, he positioned himself at Spike's entrance, then ever so slowly pushed in. There's um, I don't know if this is getting. Uh, there's a pair of pajama pants that used to be Nicole's, but then she's like, I'm never going. I don't want to wear these anymore. You wear them, and. Wearing Nicole's PJ pants turns me on a little. Listeners, oh yeah, Nicole, I hope she wasn't paying attention to that. Okay. I heard her go, ah, I think. So she was probably listening, guys. All three. Okay, so Xander grinned and pulled himself from the creamy silk bottoms that matched the top that Giles wore. He positioned himself at Spike's entrance then ever so slowly pushed in. All three men sighed as Xander full-seated himself in Spike. Full-seat, yeah, it should, fully-seated is what it probably would read better as. Honestly, Xander, if you don't fuck him soon, Giles threatened, loosing the submissiveness he had all night. This is, uh, no, that's being submissive. I, I think it's, that's Giles's character. He's like, he has said that to Xander before. Like, seriously, if you don't do this. But in this case, it's raw fucking. So pushy, he stated. He's so pushy, he repeated. You're so. He gave a hard thrust. Pushy. Spike pushed back against Xander and the pair thrust forward and Giles groaned. It didn't take long, a few strokes at most before Spike was filling Giles as the older brunette coated both of their chests and stomachs. Xander filled Spike and the trio after riding out their orgasm, the trio collapsed in a sweaty heap. The trio is there twice. The trio, let me tell you guys, the trio 
collapsed in a sweaty heap. Spike was dozing when Xander shifted and stood up. He was, uh, oh, oh, he was still in them just cuddling? That's sweet. Just like, let me know, guys. Do you cuddle while the other person's still inside you or you're inside them? Let me know in a comment. iTunes review, please. Spike was dozing when Xander shifted and stood. He was about to follow him when the younger man pushed him down. Stay, he commanded with a kiss. Spike had no choice but to stay as Giles pulled him into his arms only to tug at Spike's shirt. Take it off, cheerio, he said and Spike helped Giles pull off the shirt. When Xander, oh, I think I made a fart noise with my hand on accident. When that wasn't them like going like, like coming out of each other, you know, like, uh, there we go. Got a nice little pop goes the weasel. When Xander returned from wherever he had gone, he and had, wait, what? And he tugged off Spike's jeans. Oh, okay. When Xander returned from wherever he had gone and he tugged off, this still does. When Xander returned from wherever he had gone, he tugged off Spike's jeans. Then there was a wet warmth at his arse and Spike realized that Xander was wiping him down. Giles shifted as Xander cleaned him too. Finally, Xander settled behind Spike and while he had a thousand and three questions, he settled down, the heat radiating around him. Whatever happened next would happen and Spike would take what he could get. And that's the end, guys. They, they cleaned each other off being nice and sweet, but I still have the preface and the the like postscript from the author so let me read those i didn't want to read them because it would give away so this is what is presented before whatever happens this is for mrs cake aka jan who provided me with the plot bunny of spike heading to giles's to try to get blood but finds the door lock and the lights off he finds an open upstairs window in the back and climbs up to get in he finds Giles in bed with his cock in one hand and two fingers buried deep inside himself. And Giles can't be completely naked, has to have a tie on or something. Whatever happens after is up to you. Can make it into a threesome if you feel the urge any third. So here it is. Hope it meets the requirements and that you all enjoy this piece of smutty fluff. Fluffy smut? Question mark. And then the, the post is, you know, after the whatever happened next would happen and Spike would take what he could get. There you have it. As always, tell me what you think. Politely, please, and happy reading. Please help. Oh, wait, no, this is. And then they're asking for uh, they're having a hard time working on stuff, holding their attention and they say, hey, if you have any idea or a pairing, either Buffy or Harry Potter or Criminal Minds, preferably. But I'm open to something different, though. I can't promise I'll know what you're talking about. Or a prompt that you want to see me, want to see PM me. Private message. Now it's DMs. Hop in them. I can't guarantee that I'll write all that. But you guys can still go here and you can post a review. It's pretty cool. They might see it. What with demon wings? Let's see their other stuff.
author has written 160 stories for Supernatural, Criminal Minds, Buffy, Dot Dot the Vampire Slayer, Harry Potter, CSI, Glee, NCIS, and Avengers. They they like it, baby. They like it like that. I have currently renewed my addiction to Diablo 2. Hell yeah, this was last updated on 2013. Pretty cool, guys. Let's see. Yay, kitty. Oh, they have a nice little kitty uh, emote, emoticon. What's their most recent thing? Captain Obvious? This is Hawkeye and Clint B? Uh, <laughs> I think Nicole laughed. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Alone in a crowded room, Harry Potter has defeated Voldemort, but has been left high and dry by his boyfriend and best friend who are now engaged. They are in their last year of school, and Harry is alone until a disheveled wizard appears, claiming to be Salazar Slytherin. Nothing can ever be calm at Hogwarts, can it? Warnings inside. White Knight at Christmas? That's a Kurt... Oh, no. uh, What is this? It says Kurt H. and Mercedes J. Maybe those are... It's like real-life fan fiction. Here's Harry Potter stuff, dirty little secret chemistry class. I'm trying to see like ones that I might know. Who's Puck? Is this like a Midnight Summer's Dream? There's a Puck in that, right? Or maybe it's a hockey. Maybe it's someone named Blaine A going to town with a hockey puck. That's pretty hot, guys. Let me know in a comment below. But yeah, guys, that, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, there, it says on there, Glee, NCIS. That's where I'm supposed to be looking I guess Puck is from Glee. A lot of this is Glee. So much of this is Glee. I want to see like their first stuff. Wait, was that just called like Big Gay Crush in Glee? Uh, what their first thing was Supernatural, at least that was published. Criminal Minds, Buffy called Lightning. Well, out for a walk, Xander, Dawn, and Giles are rescued by an ailing spike as Xander helps the starving vampire. The pair are struck by lightning of the magical variety. Oh, do they switch bodies? That's pretty cool. This person, uh, maybe I should start writing fanfic all the time. This person has written so much, I'm jealous of them. Was that a Yu-Gi-Oh one? No, no, it was not. That, that would have been... Very good. But guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Check out this person with demon wings on this thing. I'm not sure if we'll have to do another one of these where I'm reading this. I'm it, it might. I don't know if TC and Anissa can do remote recordings. So there's a chance one more of these come. If you have a fan fiction, please. Uh, not like if you personally have one, if you have a Buffy fan fiction, send it my way unless I write this uh, Buffy Hellraiser Powerpuff Girls because those are three things that I know a deal about, aka Buffy, I just know what I've seen. If you are listening to this right now, please go over to Twitter, follow at Marshland Media, or just follow WTHM Pod on Twitter. We will be posting information about the Marshland Media Patreon. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the alarm sounding off about our Patreon. What that will be is for $5 a month, you get four Patreon-exclusive podcasts. Every single Friday, you'll get a new podcast. So the first one will be Engaged with Nicolas Cage. That's Nicole and myself. We're watching through every single Nicolas Cage movie and talk about them in like a... 
in a way we would talk about them, but it's not as like goofy and playing characters like we do on Mostly Speaking Sentai. It's just us talking sometimes. We get very deep in some episodes. And then we'll have the Toku Reading Corner, which is Nicole reading fan fiction, just like straight through. She's not commenting on them. It's just, hey, I'm reading fan fiction for tokusatsu stuff like Power Rangers and Super Sentai. And then the release schedule right now will be Engage with Nicolas Cage and then talking about Beyblade. That is my one community podcast where it's just me and the listeners talking about Beyblade. It's very like, hey, you are a part of this. So I really want people to sign up so they can listen to it, hear it, be a part of the community to help mold the sh- the, the shows. And then we'll have the Tokusatsu Reading Corner and then talking about Beyblade. That'll be the schedule until we can figure out another thing. Uh, because talking about Beyblade, surprisingly, takes it's like an eight-hour production thing for me watching the episode, writing the content, because it's heavily outlined. It's not just me going off bonkers crazy. So the Patreon goes live April 3rd, so please Follow those Twitter accounts so you know exactly when it goes live, but it'll be like pretty much April 2nd, late at night. Sign up. You can also donate a dollar, anything you really want, if you want to just support this to grow. Also, check out MLMPod.com for the other podcasts, such as Mostly Speak and Sentai, Hit It and Crit It, and This Movie's Gay. And those are still free. You can listen to them wherever you're listening to this right now. And go over to YouTube, check out the Mostly Speaking Sentai YouTube channel on Saturday to celebrate the launch of our Patreon. Nicole and I will be doing a 12-hour live stream. It was Nicole's idea. Technically, Nicole's idea was a 24-hour live stream. But if we get 100 patrons, we will eventually do that. That's one of the goals for our Patreon. So... Go over there. You can check out our live streams, the Saturday live stream, April 4th. And Nicole did this awesome live stream, a shopping network, because, hey, go over to DarlingHomeBody.com and please support her. She is currently out of a job because of what's going on. You can buy her awesome merchandise, her awesome handmade stuff, her artwork. It's great. Please, DarlingHomeBody.com. And I've been James. Thank you very much for listening. If you loved it, let me know in an iTunes review. And even if you hated it, let me know in a five-star review of this podcast. Bye-bye, guys. See you next time. Hopefully with TC and Anissa. Bye. Sometimes I will see him sit crisscross applesauce in front of the keys and just start grooving. Richard is a little older now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, of course, go to the Guitar Zone. I find this cherry double fret max pedal with the strat. No. Fender cap. Cooking in the cabin in a new blue apron ad. Dope was getting tainted in a spruce goose patron pad. Beating pagan ass, bodies paid replacing cash. Goldie B bugging in a chewed through Jason Mass. This your show biz when you know no live. Yeah. Flow sick like you almost did. Uh. Blow splits on the slow-mo kick Throw quips like I'm Lobo Bitch, blowing all the time I'm defining lunatides No resistance ain't an option Your compliance will rise Die inside your lies With misguided prides of God See your wide and crying eyes That's your biting cyanide Feel the struggle, sweat, surrender But my knuckles get remembered Damn, muscles left tethered I'm a subtle friend to slender man Fred, I'm shredding all with a double fret Fed the strat, set the world ablaze But a couple then dismembered press. Uh. You've been looking for this Yes. Well, I know you have
custom Coco Chanel Les Paul. I know that you have multi-string. Multi-string Les Paul. Just one of these old beater acoustics that just it's it's a total piece of crap, but it sounds so good. Yeah, yeah, with uh, with uh, manual tune. Pumping cocaine because the chlorine is rough. Numb it, no pain with this morphine is huffed. Stories discussed of these orgies of lust and Voorhees we trust with gore, and rust. Our Russian fed president is pardoning cabal. We're flushing red evidence, no docking holy calls. Hawking to my calls, gonna brawl all y'all. Marking up the walls, writing small, small, small. Baffling the sex when the vandals get elected. Rappling your neck when well, the scandals are rejected. Candles are collected at my murder and seance. The joke is resurrected, I'm encouraging chaos. Take a journey with me to the loner in my sick mind. Worry with me, I'm smoldering the get sign. Not the dirty bleeding out, sober in my sick mind. Play the set piano like a shoulder and dick kind. But in terms of a double fret, Fender Strat Cherry with the Strat yes. and with the whammy bar, yeah, it it it, it comes with um uh, adjustable wham. Oh no, and you can wham any way you want. Yeah. Oh hey, so performance, you performance adjustable wham. So did you even check the price tag? I mean, I would think you would I just, just ran like, out with it. Yes, gotta go. Without even looking how uh, much it was, I just ran out of the I store. I just drove away and with Richard the there. machine, and they were like, "Hey," because I guess they're like, "Can you even handle that?" Uh huh. But obviously, I can. Yeah. So I go home. I unbox it, put it on the live stream. Uh, all my fans are like. Play it, play something. Uh -huh. All my uh, subscribers. And I do one strum, uh -huh. and I realize it, it came with no songs. The are songs are extra. Kidding, the songs are still at the store. Yeah. And that's why I realized the guy was like, hey, you forgot any songs. Oh my gosh, Hayes. This has been a Marshland Media production. Produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today.